<laughs> Just take a yes. That's all it takes for breakthrough. All right, so, so, uh, so uh, it's the, the song is fitting for what we're going to talk about. Because I, I, we've been talking about rightly dividing the word, and, 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 and let's just, let me give you the preacher side, and then we'll go to the, the, the pew side, okay? The preacher side is, it's just as difficult to talk about rightly dividing the word as it is for you guys to really stretch yourselves with really getting into the word to talk about the, you know, you, know, you, got, you got your cute pet peeve stuff. You know, around here, if somebody says, uh, 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 which is deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, right? Yeah, we, we, I mean, everybody flow with that, no problem. People, by now, ain't nobody going to be skittish. You know, you know, heard it so many times. Uh, that word if I hit my heart that might, that might not sin against them. It was Psalm 119, 111. Like, we're going to roll with that. There's certain things that everybody rolls with. I think uh, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, you know. So we, we got all this. But, but, but as we were talking about in the survival kit this morning, there's something in us that says, finally, hey, I accepted Jesus. It's all good, right? So all this other stuff that I do, what difference does it make? But this is the thing. We talked about that old nature and that new nature this morning. And that we talked about it in the Bible study fellowship. I think they brought it up in the, the, the morning Bible study fellowship. Ty was talking about the Holy Spirit yesterday in the guy talk, right? Like that, when you take on a new nature, now you have two natures. There's one that you've been feeding your entire life. There's one that you've never fed, and that's the new nature. So you, just because you sign on to the old nature, if you sign on to the old nature, but you, if you sign on to the new nature, but you feed the old nature, you're going to live the old life, and it's going to be that much worse because you already done kicked the, the, the strong man and the devil out once by accepting Jesus. So he's going to come back with seven demons stronger. So there's some, we roll with this casual, like, we can drink, we can smoke, we can do these things. You're feeding that old nature. But you want the benefits of the new life. Yeah, see, so, 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 so when we start getting into the Word, and, I, and we were talking about this this morning in uh, Survival Kit 2, how you, you take on this new nature and this new life and this life in Christ, but you got to understand it to benefit from it. You know, so you have this new life iPad. Now you got to understand it to benefit from it, to know how to utilize everything in it. You know, some of us have iPads and we don't even know what to do. Uh, so so, so, so I'm, I'm a, a Mac guy or whatever, so... So Mac for years. So one day I was back there with Marcus, and I had to do something, and I think I had to scroll, and Marcus just moved his finger, and I was like, I mean, all this time? <laughs> you know, I'm still doing it the manual way, right? So there's benefits. You know how they say people don't read the instructions? There's benefits, but are we, are we, are we navigating through the benefits? So, so, so we're taking the time to rightly divide the words so you actually can benefit. There's people out here breaking through with all types of stuff because they get the benefits. And then so some of us go, well, I accepted Jesus. How come this is happening in my life? Because you don't understand how to use the benefits. And you don't realize the old nature is going to keep trying to attack you and weaken you and take you out. 
So you can hold on to traditions and stuff if you want to, but we talked about that too. That stuff don't benefit you. It benefits you if you're going to stay around all them people that, that hold those as standards for your acceptance. <laughs> but to really benefit the kingdom, we've got to understand some things. So, so, so that's why, you know, we used to talk about this on Wednesdays and foundational classes, but God was like, nah, we got to get this, especially with what he has planned for us in the upcoming year. <laughs> so I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We already did the T-shirts and stuff. That's how excited I was. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm so excited about that, right? And so, so we've been talking about rightly dividing the word. And, and I realized this, like, you're going to find out. Remember we talked about how Christ is the bridge, and he's the bridge for us to get back into fellowship with God. But he's also our bridge for understanding how to operate in this life. Amen. And see, so, so Jesus, who is considered the perfect interpreter, he's considered the perfect interpreter. Why? We talked about it last week because he's the living word, right? Like he, he is, you know, he was the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. We talked about that last week. So I'm not going to get back into John chapter 1, 1, 2, 3, and verse 14, that the word became flesh. We talked about that, right? Let's go to Hebrews 1. Let's go to Hebrews 1, right? Remember, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. And the word became flesh. So flesh can become the word. And somebody, Minister Lamar, I think, was talking about this in the Bible study fellowship, how we have to become that word, right? We have to get to the point. Didn't you say that? Yes, yeah. I, listen, y'all talk, I'll be listening. I'll be paying attention, especially if it's about God, right? So, right, right? You said, look, I'm getting a layer of learning too, right? See, right? Layer learning. I'm getting it too. I'm showing up with all types of stuff. I, you know, I, I, early in the morning, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be... Y'all don't know, I'll be listening, you know, the barber be doing her devotion. I'll be listening to all that stuff. You know, she's coming in with a song, create the atmosphere with a song. I'll be getting it all, right? And, then, you know, then we had the Bible study fellowship. And boy, that's a great time. Like, we, we really do have a great time. And you can tell it's a great time because, I don't know, I guess it's designated as an hour. But has it been an hour yet? <laughs> what, the, 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 the Friday... The, the Friday uh, Midday thing? Yeah, so just see, there you go. Stay down there. <laughs> right? But, that, but, but we're there. Has it been an hour? And then it's, everybody's told, uh, it's, it's the top of the hour. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Right? Because it's a fellowship around the world. Ain't that right, Gwen? Right? It's a fellowship around the world, right? Having a good old time, man. And it's not just one person. It's like, you know, and the trip is, so, so I was listening in the morning to the, the, the morning Bible study f- flow, right? And so I knew Minister Lamar was on the call, right? And, but like one person say something and that fire hit the other person and then say something that fire hit the other And I could picture him like trying to get in, right? <laughs> like I could picture. So then we go to the, the Friday and and Friday, it was the same thing, like fire people was sharing stuff. And I saw him, you know how Ms. Lamar, when he want to say something, he like he'd move his hand up here. <laughs> right? So, 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 you know, I had to look at, I said, I think Ms. Lamar want to say something. <laughs> but he was like, <laughs> but it wasn't, it was all good stuff. So it wasn't like, so you got to have quick recognition. Like you got to get in when you recognize what you got. You can't be waiting because... Folk just was on fire. It was flowing. It's powerful. But what it is, it's, it's people excited to be around the word. 
Like, like, you know, some of these people are getting up early in the morning, they got prayer. Then they got the, the Bible study, right? Then they showing up on, the, on Friday, they showed up on Friday, right? Right? They probably got in their car and spent another time talking about it. Then some of them got a little after conversations. They talking, like, constantly getting the word, but not going, man, I, I got to be around the word too much. I got to be, be, no, they're excited. It ain't enough for them. Like, if you left it up to them, we'd be here every day. <laughs> right? But that's, that's people being excited about the word. But they're prospering in their lives. They're getting promotions in their lives. Financial breakthroughs in their lives. They're spending all their time around the world. They ain't losing nothing. Y'all quiet. Y'all quiet again. <laughs> all right, so, so let's go to Hebrews 1. I just... <laughs> if we really get this, man, ooh, this is going to be the best year of all of our lives. Right? But God's already moving even at the end of the year. God starts with a sprinkle. You know, then, you know, you start to pick up with the shower. This stuff already happening towards the end of the year. Like, God's already pouring out vision. Like, already. All over the country. It's amazing. So, Hebrews 1. Verse 1. Hebrews 1, verse 1. says, God, who at sundry times and divers... And in divers manners, different manners, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. So in the times past, he, he, he was constantly trying to speak his word, but he used prophets, right, to speak his word. That's where you get, you know, this person have a prophetic gift on their life. God is speaking through them. So he, he used prophets because he wanted people to hear. I, I'm, I'm going to reference this. Uh, it's not necessarily in the scriptures right now, but just audible. I'm saying yes. I'm just going to flow with God. Right? So there was a time in the, in the Bible where the scripture says that, that, that the word was rare or, or in those days. It was, there was no open vision. There was no redemptive revelation. People they wasn't hearing from God. You know, this is around the time when Samuel was set apart for the, the temple. But people have wasn't hearing from so, so so if a man of God or if anybody said spoke and it came from God, I was like, what, what, what who you got to say? <laughs> like, 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 because it was rare in those days. And the way the, the culture is trying to go now, they're trying to steal it so it would be rare <laughs> again. You know, so you have to take advantage of it while it's available, right? You know, in certain certain countries that have friends that that is missionaries in places in China, they have to sneak and do the Bible. And they can't walk around with a Bible. They move to different locations, almost like, you talking about sleeper cells, almost like cells to read the Bible. And we get to, we get to come through the doors for free. But you're going to wait till the communism take over. Then you're going to, then, then you'll be like, man, I should have been reading the Bible. I should have been going to church when I could. Right? All right so, so I said that to say, this is, this is what this, this is saying in time past, um, uh, he spake in time past unto the fathers by prophets. He says, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. So, 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 so he, the bridge was prophets. He took it to a whole nother level when he brought Jesus here. It says, whom he has appointed heir of all things by whom he also, uh, 
whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, and he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name or honor than they. During his ministry, what happens, he interpreted to his disciples from the scriptures the things concerning himself. He opened their understanding all the time. Like, like he was like, he showed up to say, what are y'all doing? You have all the information you need to be fulfilled, to walk in power, to be without sickness and disease, to prosper, right? Like, like so, so I, I used this example yesterday because uh, uh, had the kids out working out, and, and I used Zamane earlier because there were certain things. Zamane was his first day out there. So there were certain things when Zamane came out there, First, he, came, first he, he showed up, we out there, and he came to give uh, Kenzie a hug. You know, he ran out. He, I said, so are you here for hugs or are you here to work out? So then he looked, and he kind of like was like we do with the kingdom. You know, like you know you want to do it, but you kind of like, ah, but if I commit to this, am I going to mess up, this, that, and the other? So he was just sitting there. I was like, okay, get in line. So he got in line, and actually inside of that body is an athlete because there were certain things he was doing without effort. But he, he played so much, he didn't even realize what he was doing. You know, it, it wasn't as much work. He just has to practice more at it. Well, certain things were difficult, okay? So he had to cross over, cross back over. He, oh, I can't do that. I said, well, you haven't even tried it. No, no, no. It's going to keep going back there. He was, it, was diff- it was uncomfortable. And this is what happens. God was looking. It was like, okay, so why are, y'all, why are y'all running from what you need to be fulfilled? Like, like there's people in here that's been fighting through depression. But you, but you got the answers. But you look at everything but the word to get out of depression. Right? There's every, everything you need is right here. Everything you hear. But, but, but we, we, have, we find so much else to do but the word. Like, like, if right now, you know, people that play the numbers, if you heard a particular number, you're going to write it down so you don't forget it. But you can hear the word, won't write nothing down. You see, why do we write stuff down? Why do we say, why do we even say that line? I should have wrote that down. Why? Because you don't want to what? So why don't we write stuff down? What else are we doing? What are we doing with our hands that we can't write stuff down? You understand what I'm saying? Like, do we, do we, do we really want what God has? See, see, as we, we, we're going to go through this in discipleship, but we talked about this last week, and I heard uh, James mention this on uh, Guy Talk. He says his grandmother called him stiff neck. So she would pop him in his neck and call him stiff neck. She said, because of your, your intellect or your education, she was like, it's hard for you 
to trust God for stuff. This is what he said. He said, he, she said, like, so you depend on you. You say a lot of eyes and this, that, and the other. And he said he realized he was so dependent on his intellect that he wasn't yielding to God at all. The Bible says God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And so, now, now this is somebody that has all types of degrees in education. Some of us don't have these degrees, but we do the same thing. We depend mostly on our intellect. And so we're stubborn, we're stiff-necked. So I have a certain way I live. Uh, uh, I'm still growing up, but I don't like to be controlled. I don't think that's a bad thing. And I like choice because most of my life, other people make all my choices. So I want, I, want to, I want at least, can I have the option to choose? You know, <laughs> I might end up choosing what you want, <laughs> but, but at least give me the choice. So we was uh, uh, ministering in... Baltimore, outreach in Baltimore. And so we walking down the street. So my wife grabbed my hand and said, let's go minister to this person. I snatched my hand back. I said, you go minister to him. It was reflex. It was just, it's early in the relationship. Just, re, just, just reflex. Like, hold on a second. Like, like, hold on a second, man. Don't be grabbing on me. Get your hands off. That's what we be doing at the house. Like, get your hands off me. Right? And so but, but what it was is it was like, it was my reflex was I didn't even consider the whole package, just the fact that somebody was telling me what to do. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. We're not even considering something could be a benefit to us. You know, some people don't come to church because somebody else came to church before them. That's what this guy was working through when he first came. Ah, man, she got there. It seemed all right, but she went there first. I can't be following no woman. <laughs> Am I lying? <laughs> ah, man. <laughs> Maybe they changed locations or something, then I could say I got there first. Right? Like, but all these little things stop us even when it comes to the kingdom. God will tell us something. Do you know people will walk out here and do the opposite of what they hear today just because somebody told them to do it? Hey, you heard Gwen say that's true, so you know it's true. <laughs> listen to, you, listen to you, the wise folk, the, the seasoned people in the house. All right, so, so, so we're spending time with rightly dividing things. Hopefully, we not only break down what God's trying to do in his word, but hopefully it'll penetrate your heart, and now it's something that won't be optional in your life, right? It's something that you'll live by, right? Man shall not live by bread alone, but what? Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. How many words? Every word. That's how we roll them? It's hard to live by every word if you're not reading the word. And this is the other thing. You don't even know it's, it's in there. You, the answer's in there, but you don't know it's in there. Like with Zaman, there was a solution to him crossing over and crossing back over. But his first thought was it was uncomfortable. And then I said, okay, do this. And then he did it, and then he got a big smile on his face. I said, I said, but you didn't even give it a shot. You went on how you felt, and everybody does that. Like, it's, your answers are in here. All these people getting blessed, you don't say to yourself, 
I need to get on board here. <laughs> I need to get with the program. Now I'm talking about let go of that old per Gerard, we talked about the old and the new nature earlier, right? Just let go of that old guy. That old guy is killing us, man. All right, so, 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 so we want to rightly divide this word. We want to talk about different ways to interpret. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about interpretation principles because what, what happens is sometimes it's the lenses you're looking through. So sometimes you're looking through natural lenses trying to understand something supernatural. Remember, the Bible says the natural man cannot understand the things of God, nor can he discern them for they're spiritually discerned. You know, this is, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14. Right? So if you stay in the natural, if you feed the natural, it's, you're not going to be able to pick up what God is doing or what God is offering to you. Not because you're evil, but you're feeding the very part of you that can't process the things to benefit you. The part of you you're feeding only processes the things to destroy you. Spirit is the will and the flesh is weak. The natural man its appetites only process the things that weaken you, not strengthen you. To find out the things that strengthen you, you have to walk in the spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right? Does that make sense? And so we talked about there's this gap when we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. There's this gap, this bridge and of, of God trying to communicate to us and us processing what God's trying to communicate. And because it's coming from heaven, you have to understand it's coming from heaven. It's heavenly communication. You know, uh, it's like talking to your child. You're an adult and you're trying to break it down the way you, you talk to them. And they're like five. And they're looking at you like, what is you talking about? You know, or, or, or sometimes us Christians, we have Christianese. And you be talking to somebody, yeah, bless the highly faith. What are you talking about? You know, instead of getting, because they don't understand they don't understand your language, right? But you're not talking crazy. You're just not talking where they can understand. Does that make sense? You're overwhelming them. You know, I used to bring uh, the, uh, uh, some of the guys when I worked in corrections to church. And when, they, when we walked out, we would get in the van. I will go, okay, did you understand what they were saying? And then a lot of guys are, nah, that's that no. So I would have to re-break it down. Why? Because sometimes we operate on, on what's comfortable for us, but we're not considering our audience. See, the only way we can consider our... See, the Holy Spirit speaks everybody's language, so if I yield to the Holy Spirit, he's going to speak everybody's language. If I yield to my own understanding, I'm going to speak the way I would talk to myself. But based on my level of education and stuff, I could be way over the top to talk to anybody else. That's why sometimes we only engage people that we're comfortable with talking to versus be yielding to the Holy Spirit and talking to everybody. Yeah. All right, so, 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 so now you have this gap. You got this communication from God. <clears throat> and I always like to use like with uh, electrics. Uh, you know, you have from this water source, you have the electric coming from this power. If it came right to your house, it'll blow up your house. You know, so they, 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 they move it through wires and transformers and, 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 and then it gets to your house and you have a circuit breaker. And then from there, you have a plug, and you can plug in whatever you want, and you can get the benefit of that power because it's been broken down, broken down, broken down, broken down, broken down, so you can receive it, Amen. right? And it's the same thing. And so, so, so look, look here at John 5. John chapter 5, verse 
Uh, I was going to start verse 39, but let's see. Verse 35. Verse 32. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Right? That's when I live by bread alone with every word, right? 33. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven. John. Oh. I'm reading John 6. I'm going to go back to John 5. But I'll read John 6. I'm sorry. Verse 32. 632. 632. I'm going to go back to 5. 632. I apologize. This is verily I say unto you, Moses gave not... It's one where everybody was like, what are you reading? Uh, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he that cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world, right? Remember, so Jesus, what, is the bread of life, right? You drop down here, verse 34, it says, Then said they unto him, Lord, Evermore, give us this bread. He's like, like, what bread are you talking about? It was hard for them to process because he was speaking heavenly language. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. I say unto you that he also, I say unto you also that ye have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will no wise cast out. I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So he's showing us how to live this life. Go back to, let's go to five now. So I'm sorry. All right, so, so this process starts with this. Verse 39. It says, search the scriptures for, it says, okay, so Jesus is talking to them. All right, we got to go up further. Verse 36, it says, but I have, a gr- I have greater witness than that of John for the works which the Father has given me to finish the same works that I do bear witness of me, bear witness, the works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself, which has sent me, has borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. And ye have not his word abiding in you. So the word has to remain in us. For whom he has sent, him ye believe not. So if you don't believe what was sent, which was Christ, then obviously his word is not abiding in you. Verse 39. It says, search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. Right? He says, and they are they which testify of me. So he's saying this word, throughout the word, they reveal me. They reveal the word, they reveal the truth, they reveal the life, they reveal the bridge, they reveal the clarity to the gap, because Jesus is the bridge. He says, so all these words show me. They show, because he's the, remember, he's the living word. He became flesh, and that's the gap. No man comes to the Father but by me, Right? And so, so I was in the beginning with God, right? 
So, so, and it says, it says, the word became flesh and we beheld them, the only begotten of the Father. It says, he came unto his own, they received him not. So our way to really absorb Christ, which is our bridge to God, is through the word. We're getting pieces of Christ every time we take in the word. When we reject the word, when we neglect the word, we don't spend time with the word, we're not spending time with Christ. And we're not spending time with the bridge to connect us to the Father, to become one with the Father. That's where our power lies, right? So, 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 the, so we can't just blow off the word. Let's go here. Let's go here. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. We're talking about rightly dividing the word and, and how it's not just something that we can blow off because we, uh, it, we struggle to understand it at times. So let's, uh, Psalm 119, this is the scripture I always give to students, but this would bless us. Starting with verse 98, I'm reading the King James Version. It says, thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. So we all have enemies in our life, but through the word, I'm wiser than all my enemies. I'm way out ahead of whatever they're trying to do to take me out, right? Look, 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 it says, it says, verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers for thy testimony in my meditation. It says I have more understanding than all my teachers. It's not saying don't yield to teachers. What it's saying, when I'm being taught, I pick up fast. I absorb it right away. Oh, I'm there. When they open their mouth, it's confirmation not confusion, right? Because I'm in the Word, right? Look, verse 100. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. So even when the elders and the ancients are communicating to me, I pick up like that. Why? Because I'm in the Word, right? It says, I have refrained my feet from every evil way, look, that I might keep thy Word. So what it's saying is when I, when I get slipped into doing evil way things, I'm going to lose word. I'm going to leak word. So what he's saying is, no, 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 I'm not going to do nothing that's going to steal the word from me. Remember we read uh, Mark chapter 4? It says, when you get the word, Satan comes immediately and tries to steal the word from you. Tries to get you offended. Some of us, offense is... is, is Offense is just a, a, a normal part of our life. Like we talked about the survival kit class, um, getting to a point where spiritual maturity, where the presence of God is not, is, uh, uh, where you're always around the presence of God, but the presence of sin is not around you all the time. Well, some people, the presence of offense is always around. It's a rare occasion that you're not offended. So it's a rare occasion that you absorb the word. Because every time you're offended, you're going to leak word. So offense is an option for you. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like all these things, you, you're trying to protect the word. See, he says, I, I read before, it says, my word is not abiding in you, remaining in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So what he's saying is some people are heard the word, but they didn't keep it. Some people read the word, they didn't keep it. Some people quoted the word, but they didn't keep it. So we have to work to do what we can to keep the word. So some of our everyday practices, we leak in word, but we don't realize it. So if somebody's watching your life, they see you get the word. They're like, ah, 
So, so, so you know, you, you, you know, you can see Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God going, whoa, that's my, my child. He got the word. Uh, where they going? No, no, no. You can't go around there. You're going to leave the word. So they get around company that's siphoning the word out of them the whole time they're sitting there. They're smiling and laughing and joking, and the whole time they're leaking word. Then, then they walk out of the house and get in a car, and a crisis comes, but they have no word to meet that demand, and they're wondering what happened to it. I put it in. Where did it go? Because I didn't do what it took to protect it. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. But are we diligently guarding our heart? Or are we trying to justify our compromise? And that's not a put down. I, I use that phrase a thousand times because I'm going to drill it and drill it until we get it. That just because you feel like you're not leaking word doesn't mean you're not leaking it. But we live like based on how we feel is how we justify our status in life. Like sometimes we feel like we're close to God, but the scripture says something totally different. But we'll go, but I feel like I'm fine. I feel like I'm okay. So then we'll make, we'll say phrases like don't judge me as opposed to saying thanks for checking me. You know what? If you hadn't said nothing, I would have been going down this road a whole lot longer. I appreciate you. What's wrong with that? That, 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 uh, uh, it was, uh, the Asia's uncle came, uh, Last week, right? Was that last week? So I was talking to him. He said, man, <laughs> he has a great sense of humor. He was like, man, I got to go home. I got to take care of some things. There's some things I got to do. I learned some stuff today. I, listen, I talked to him. He's in the word. He was, he was spitting words back and forth. But, it's, but his attitude wasn't what you're trying to say. His attitude was like, oh, I needed that. As a matter of fact, your aunt said the same thing. I needed that. Versus, see, there we go. Come on, y'all. When we gonna grow up? When we gonna grow up? Come on, man. We got. Come on. If not now, when? <laughs> when we gonna grow up, man? I need, it, man. I would. That. Thank you. I'd be listening. I'd be watching, listening stuff. Like, ah, yes, yeah, right. Uh, I got. I got to make that change, right? I'm not going to sing the song. All right, so let's go to 119, 105. Make that change, right? <laughs> All right, 105. <laughs> uh, can't sing that in the sanctuary. All right, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I always use that to say it's like that kiosk. When you're trying to you go to the mall, you want to go to a certain store, but you always look for what? You are here. Because if you don't know where you're at, it's hard to navigate where you're trying to go. You just can't be following a map if you don't find out where you... Even the, uh, Google and all that, you got to start with it at the origination from somewhere. So, so a lot of times the word or, or people in life, they're just telling you where you're at. That's it. They haven't passed sentence. They're just telling you where you're at. So you can get where you're going. Because you think you're someplace, but then you find out where you are. So the word is a lamp unto your feet, tells you where you really are. It's a light into your path. Now it's actually illuminating, like making it clear which way to go. So you, you, if you're looking at your life 
above and, you, and there's a maze. You look at your path lit up within the maze. So it's not like all these options, it's follow the light. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? And let's go to uh, 130, verse 130. These should be very familiar scriptures at this church, but it says, the entrance of thy words giveth light. We just talked about that, right? And giveth understanding to the simple. So whatever level of intelligence you're at at the time when you get the word, you're, 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 the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Your intelligence will increase even more. Wherever uh, level of confusion and processing you're at, the more words you get, your processor will pick up. So, so when you start out reading the word, like, remember I said it starts out with an agony. It's like, ah, what? Ah, that's these, dows, peats, I just don't get it. But the more you read the word, you start to, clarity kicks in. But it doesn't happen if you don't spend time with that word, Right? And so Jesus, the reason why we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior first, and he's the way and the truth and the life, because he had a purity in what we talked about last week, his hermeneutics, uh, interpreting the word. You know, when he, you know and, and Jesus spent time when he showed up exposing corrupt interpretation. He could have did anything. You know, look, when, he, when, when he had to start talking, we had three and a half years. To really get his work done? How come he spent so much time talking about how people was misinterpreting the words? He could have did a thousand things. Why was that important? Everywhere he went, you read through it. See, something, you got to look through it through those lenses. Like you had people that were, um, you had people, it's called halachic, but it was all about legalities. Everything was legalities. So Jesus came and checked them. He said, hold on, like, like your, your whole legal angle was off. Then you had the uh, Haggadics who, they almost took the Passover, made that into some type of uh, uh, religion. And he, he kind of checked that. Uh, look here, uh, Matthew 15, Matthew 15. You know how we live this life where we say to ourselves, church is church? You can go anywhere. And, or, or we say, we all get in the same word. We are not. I'm not saying that because I'm not heirs. I'm saying that because it's the truth. We are not. Just because of some, somebody, okay, I, I want to bust this bubble too. Just because we like people don't mean that they live in the way God told them to live. So, so uh, uh, you could be at a church. They could be nice to you. That don't make them completing God, because you like them. You know, you know, you go to a funeral, and you know, some people have was negatively impacted by the person at the funeral, and then you, you get all up and on. I don't understand why they talk about grandma, such and such. She was a sweetheart to you. She was a sweetheart to you. That, that doesn't mean she didn't crush and destroy everybody else along the way until finally finding somebody she liked. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, 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 uh, 
You know, somebody to bust your bubble about your pastor. You'd be like, you know, that's my, that's that, you know, he's been my pastor for 35 years. You don't know who he crushed. He just was nice to you. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> and that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that people are really thorough in the word. And this how, is this how some of us look at the word. Does people say positive things to encourage me? and it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. Now, that's the word right there. Yeah, that's the word. Jesus came. He said, man, I came to divide. Hey, he was breaking folk down, you uncircumcised Philistines. Jesus was doing this. You know what I'm saying? So, so but, but it wasn't about break, breaking people down. It was about bringing people to the truth. And that's what we're trying to work through here. Matthew 15, verse 1. It says, then came Jesus, uh, then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem. Why do the, now these guys are supposed to be the guys in the word, right? It says, why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? He says, you talking about them? You, you're, what about your tradition? It says, for God commanded, saying, honor thy father and mother, and he that curses his father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father and mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be, be profited by me. Basically, you should be happy that I'm your child. <laughs> Instead of honoring them, it's like, I'm doing you a favor for even being your child. He said, that's what you're telling them to do. It says, and honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. This is what you tell them. Thus have ye made the commandments of God of none effect by your tradition. It says your tradition has kind of weakened the weight and the power of the word. It says ye hypocrites. This is what he called them. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, this people draw nigh to me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So, yeah, people are teaching stuff that sound like God, but it's, it's their personal preference. It's not what the world is saying. And so Jesus showed up to clarify and give, Mark 7, right, give clarity through this word. Now, that's in the word. So people say, uh, how, how you know the Bible ain't changed? The word is actually bringing up the cases against the word. What, what person trying to trick you would give you the ammo to come against him? Read through the word. It's bringing up all the questions that people have about the word and clarifying them. But, but if you're trying to trick somebody, you ain't going to give them a, yeah, I ain't think about that. That's the point, man. Right? See, see we got to read this thing. Look here. Uh, 7 verse 1. Mark 7 verse 1. Did I tell you that? I didn't? No one? Okay. It says, then, it says, then came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashing hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands oft, eat not 
upholding the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. And many other things there be which they, which they have received to hold as the washing of cups and pots and brazen vases and tables. <laughs> then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why walk not the disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? There's another version of it, but he wanted to give details of why he said that. And he answered and said unto them, well, has Isaiah, I already read that in the other verse. So what he was saying is like, these people spend so much time with making sure they dot all their I's in terms of the traditions when do they have time for their relationship with God? And then they're binding other people up. They ain't going to never get to God. By the time they washed everything, 17 different times before they did stuff, the day over. <laughs> you know, now for real. That, that, I mean, I, I said it kind of humorously. No, for real. The day is over. But they don't went to sleep with the rest knowing that they, everything was clean. I'm not saying they have a dirty house. That's not what I'm saying. This is like how they made sure it was purified because they felt that everything was defiled. So they worked to make sure everything wasn't defiled, almost like just constantly. <laughs> you know, almost like a uh, defilophobic. You know, yeah, germophobic, defilophobic, right? And it says, and Jesus came and, and in his breakdown, his interpretation, says, that's not what the scripture is saying. The scripture is talking about not being defiled, but it's not talking about living a life. Like the scripture is, is, is for your benefit, not for your bondage. Remember he said the Sabbath was for man, not man for the Sabbath. Y'all done turned Sabbath into a thing where now people are working hard for the Sabbath. To make sure, I got to make sure, keep the Sabbath, I got to keep the Sabbath. Like they, they don't have time for no relationship with people or nothing, but I kept the Sabbath. He said, that's not, the Sabbath was, was to give you a benefit, not to create even more work for you. And this is kind of some of the things that we do. So he, he reproved the scribes and the Pharisees, which were considered the authorized interpreters of the law, for their legalistic interpretation of the scripture, which brought people to total bondage. That's why he said, woe unto you hypocrites. Like, you're not even honoring the true weight of what the word was saying. So what they did was they operated with what's called dogmatism. They were kind of dogmatic, like militant about their scripture. So basically, for them, their theology controlled the interpretation. The interpretation should control the theology. So what that means is what God is trying to say should dictate the theology. Not we're going to create our own theology and then we'll adjust the interpretation so whatever standards we've established will work. Now, now, we're talking about Pharisees and Sadducees. We do that in our lives. We adjust God's interpretation to whatever our theology is, whatever our life theology is. We change it. God won't put on you more than you can bear. That's not what the Scripture says. But see, we, we shift it to justify you know, like we, we make these comments, God knows my heart, and I always say, but do you? You know what I'm saying? Like we, we make all these, these watered-down adjustments, like we'll take Jesus turning the water into wine, and we'll turn that into a commandment to drink wine. Show me a commandment to tell you to drink wine as a commandment. 
But for us, it's a commandment because Jesus turned the water into wine. We ain't going to study out what type of wine or nothing. We don't want to know that. We already got our pass to be a lush. That's not nice. Why would you call people lushish? But, but, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, 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 again, now we're bending the interpretation for our worldview. Quiet, awfully quiet in this Holy Ghost filled, sanctified, <laughs> baptized church. <laughs> Fire baptized. All right, so, all right, so, all right, so the, the, their philosophy back then was take my word for it. This was their philosophy. Take my word for it. Okay, some of y'all, don't get mad now. Y'all grew up in churches like that. You, you, you ain't, you ain't, there was no Bible study. Bible study night was. Uh, what do you call it, a testimony night. You ain't study nothing. And then, you ain't, what do I encourage you to, to take notes? Nobody barely bought their Bibles, let, let alone take notes. They, nobody ain't bring their Bible. They waited to grab the Bible in back of the uh, pew, right? <laughs> you know, just for, to read along from time to time. And, did that say that? From time to time. And you had to use your Bible long because you just got like the the six to eight scriptures that was in the Bible school quarterly from the Sunday school class that was read in the service, and then the, the pastor was going to spend 15 minutes to hoop on that. And so, so, so when did you go back and forth through the Word? Break, the, break it down, break it down, break it down. So, no, so basically we're saying, take my word for it. And most of us, because we've been lazy, just took people's word for it. Then when you find out the truth, you argue with people. That's not what the Bible says. You didn't even read it. You took somebody's word for it. But the scripture says, search, they search the scriptures to see if it's so. Right? We're supposed to, it's supposed to inspire us or challenge us to go study it out for ourselves. So it'd be, it could become a part of our hearts, right? So, 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 in these cultures, they're saying, take our word for it. Don't search the scriptures. Man, just, hey, I'm the authority here. Whatever I say, you believe it and live it out. You don't need to be questioning me. You ain't at my level. I'm, I'm super pastor. <laughs> right? But I'm saying this, this is what the culture's been. But see, see, Christ didn't like that. Matthew 22, 29, he says, you do err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. He was talking to the Sadducees and them. He says, y'all don't even know the scriptures or the power of God within them. You know, the word has power in it. We attach our faith to this word. Things happen in our lives. But if it's just script to be bound to, Right? We miss it, right? We, see, so when he says, he says, you don't know the scriptures, he says, you're not intimate with them. Uh, Ms. Lamar said this in the Bible study fellowship. He says, we got to become the scriptures. Become one. Abide me and my words abide in you. These are not things I'm guessing. Listen, I appreciate the fact that you can, you can pop on your phone and get stuff, okay? I appreciate the fact. But, man, we got to know something, man, with all due respect. I mean, some of us have gone, I won't say no particular number because then y'all say, well, can't be talking about them because they're not old enough. You got to be talking about me. 
What I'm saying is some of us have been around long enough to know the word, man. The words have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against them, right? So we should be knowing. I'm not saying you got to be. This is the thing. We, through Survival Kit, we have memory verses. So, I, you know, I just use one. Psalm 119, 11. The word about him in my heart might not sin against thee. Count all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing there's trying to fade forth the patience, that patience after his perfect works is to be perfect and tired, lacking nothing. James chapter 1, 2 through 4. That's a survival kit of scripture. Walk in the spirit, you should not feel the lust in the flesh. Galatians 5, 16. That's the survival kit of scripture. Right? Even the scriptures on the Bible. You have, uh, you have many members in one body, all having not the same office, so we being many in one body in Christ. Right? Survival kit of scripture. But there's, a, the, but there's other different scriptures. Uh, I'm praying for your eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Ephesians 1.18, that's not a survival kit of scripture. Psalm 119, you have more understanding than your teachers, than the angels, than the enemy. It's not a survival kit. You know what that is? That's reading the Bible. A lot of stuff just comes out just reading the Bible. You, anybody around here tell you when they start to read more, they'll be talking to people and scriptures will pop out. Not they try to remember them, scriptures will pop out. Because the more words you pour in, the more word comes out. You are what you eat. Right? And so that's what it is. Just meditating on the word. Just like you, 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 hey, hey, some of y'all since y'all been Christians, you don't have to raise your hand, but you can kind of give me a look or a wink. Right? Some of y'all since you've been Christians, have, since you've been a Christian, like I'm talking about really living for God, have you slipped and cursed? Just give me a little. You know, like a little, little. Oh, hey, no, no. <laughs> we want to know. All right. Where'd that come from? You live like a Christian, right? It comes from all that you absorb in. Since we've been a Christian, since I've been a Christian, I cursed. Now, that was back in the 90s, but I did curse. And what happened is I was working with corrections. So I spent most of my time around what? Them. And I was working like double shifts and stuff like that. So one day, uh, these kids, it was, I guess they were trying to set me up, but this, it was a madhouse. It was me and 61 kids. And it, and it was, it, was it, it, it looked like it was about to be a riot. Because when I walked out, ah! now, now I didn't know what the, the root of it was. I just saw the commotion. So in the, in the, I said, this is a defining moment. If I don't handle this right, they're going to be running me over for my whole time here. I was new, and they put me with 61 kids. So I took this tray, and I threw it up to the ceiling and, splat, and shattered the ceiling. So I told everybody to sit the down. I, I used the curse word. This came out, you know. And uh, they sat down. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, where did that come from? But I had been around it. It was, the, it was the constant language I was absorbing all the time. So I knew then, oh, dude, you got to feed yourself a whole lot more word than you're doing. I'm not alone. Because some of y'all think cursing is an option. You know when you speak the curse out, you curse yourself, right? Did you know that? You should never by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. I know you're cursing at the person, but you know you just cursed yourself, right? Right? <laughs> no. I'm, see, I, I, I see everybody. <laughs> Didn't know that. Oh. All right. All right so, 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 so what we're going to be challenged to do is go deep in our relationship with God, deep in our relationship with the Word. I think we talked about this in one of the fellowships, you know, just going deeper. 
And, and, and I, when I meditated on I thought about this. So when I met Pastor Mel, so I meet her, right? And I'm digging her, right? Right? Like really digging her. Do you think we had like a two-minute conversation? Do you think like when we were talking on the phone that night, it was like five minutes, all right, yo, y'all, I'll holler at you whenever. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, 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 you hang up. Well, I'm just going to fall asleep, you know, you know, you can hang up if you want to, but I ain't hanging up, right? And we're falling asleep talking on the phone, seven-hour conversation. Okay, wait a minute. So we was on vacation. We didn't have to go to work. We still had to go. Nothing in our life changed, but we met each other. And, and, and look, we still got our job done and everything, but we spent seven hours on that conversation. And when we got up in the morning, when we got up in the morning, because of the seven-hour conversation, we're like, hey, what's happening? How you doing? You know, like, I was working in corrections. Had a great day with the kids. You know, they, they, they going off, they cussing. Uh, uh, we're we, we supposed to be mad? See, my, my, I'm not responding, wrapping them up in the health Nelson. I'm feeling good. Ain't had no sleep. That's what we're supposed to be doing with God. But we go, ah, I don't really got time for that right now because I got to do this. Oh, God, I'll get back to you in a second. Oh, I got to do this. Everything else is important. But see, I had to get to know her, like really get to know her. And I want her to get to know me. Thousands of questions. Oh, get out of here. You like that too? I've always liked that. Man, you know, we got a lot in common, man. We got a lot in common. I ain't talking exactly like that. But, but hey, you know, you, you, you don't be all cool when you're in love, you know that, right? <laughs> all cool points go out the window. You do all types of stuff that you would have never done. So it should be the same thing with God. Why are you trying to be cool be with God? Why, hey, hey, get into an intimate relationship with him. See, this is the thing. These false doctrines, these false teachers, these making up stuff, us representing God and telling people the wrong stuff to justify our compromise, we're adding confusion to it. Our job is to bring clarity. When some people come around us, they're supposed to go, you know, all that time I didn't know that? Man, I need to, where you go? I need to go to church. I need to, I need to give, give it to the program. I ain't even know. I was thinking this way the whole time. Man, thank you. But if you go, well, I don't really know, but I just know that that ain't right. Who are you helping? I'm not putting nobody down. I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you care enough to learn enough so you can open it up for them, take the weight off of them? There's people, Pastor Keith won't even ne- he will never con- get in contact with unless you contact him. It's, it's, there are people around you all the time that you have access to already. Their heart's already open to you. Are you pouring the word in them? Or are you just trying to make them comfortable? Well, hey, I, I don't want to judge you. I don't want to judge you. Do you want to help them? How about that? You're going to run back and live your cushy life. Right? That's not fair. That ain't right. Right? And so, so we, are, we must realize we're called to bring clarity, not confusion, in this, in this world. We're called to bring clarity, not confusion. And in all honesty, this was the original intent for Quakers and Puritans. Right? Right? 
So just like the, the false teachers operate in dogmatism, they operate in, in what's called pietism. And so, so pietism is interpreting the spirit of the word to produce life and edification for the believers. So I want to understand this so I can build people up and bring life to people. That, that, that was the, you know, that's why they left and came here. You know? that, that was the original intent. So, so we must love to show people a more excellent way. So let's look here at Ephesians 1. I, I, I quoted the scripture earlier, but this is something I pray for myself, my family, everybody here. And this is something like, you know, because you can't, uh, we talked about this in the survival kit, like you can't make somebody be a Christian. You know that, right? But if you really believe you have Christ and you have something to offer, you, you want them to get it, don't you? Well, some people ain't trying to hear you. So you don't have to fight with them, but you do want to pray for them. So we talked about the five and five principle in discipleship class, five, five people that are open to hear the gospel that you might be mentoring. They may be kicking and screaming, backsliding here and there. But then you got people that ain't trying to hear you. Pray for them. Put that on your list. You should have five people you're praying for in the seat. Now, this is something you can pray for. Uh, verse 8. Uh, Ephesians 1. I thought I said it. but uh, I'm going to start at verse 16 now. It says, cease not. It says, cease. Well, he's saying, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Right? It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. So I'm praying for people to be able to, to, to become wise. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him goes back to understanding the bridge, right? It says, and then look, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what the hope of, of his calling is and what is the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, right? Far above, above all principalities, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So you want to pray for the eyes of people to be understanding me in light. And that's one thing, right? That's people that's kicking and screaming. But let's look here at 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. So first, so, so first Corinthians 12 talks about the benefit of walking in the gifts. And in verse 31, it says, but covet earnestly the best gifts. So that's the best gift at the time to help somebody else along. It says, and yet I sure show you a more excellent way. So it says, even if you have gifts, it says there's a more excellent way to operate. And this is love. This is talking about love. So if I love people, I'm, I'm, I'm going to present myself as a living sacrifice. I'm going to take the time to research, to study, to be well-versed, so I can properly love people when I encounter them. So the same love God gave me, I can give them. So my sister used to, when I, we used to talk, she would always quote scriptures. She used to quote this, quote that. I was like, sister, how do you even know what this stuff is at? She said, I just pray for a, um, I just pray for, for God to, to show me or reveal me uh, what's in the Word. So what I did was, 
I'm sorry. So what I did was I said, you know, and this is how I live my life. I was like, okay, so I want to know where, where it's at, but I also want to know the address. Why did I want to know the address? Not for me. I want to know the address because I had navigated through North New Jersey. I worked in corrections. And I knew if, if, when you talk to people in the culture I had, was around dominantly, ain't nobody trying to hear you unless you really know what you're talking about. And so, so I didn't want to just be, and, and I ran into people that, that I would ask questions. They would go, well, all I know is it's in there. Okay, that ain't in the Bible. Yes, it is. Show me. Well, I can't show you right now, but I know it's in there. Well, I didn't want to be one of those people. I wanted to be somebody, if I told you something, I can show you where to find it and research it for yourself. And so that's why I prayed to know the word and to know the scripture. And God honored that prayer. Like the scriptures just start coming out of me, spending time with the word, of course. Right. And so I wanted to be in a position to show people a more excellent way. Now, let's look here at Acts, because everybody it's not just people. Now, I told you to pray for people that just don't know Jesus at all, never been around them, right? And then operate in lo uh, love to prepare yourself to love on these people. But then the other thing is in interpreting scriptures, the most important thing is, is everybody don't know everything. Just because they have a title or just because they've been in church a long time, that don't mean they know. And, and, and guess what? That don't mean we know. There's always more we can know. Every day I'm trying to find out what I don't know, not trying to prove what I do. I already know what I know. I'm trying to find out what I don't know. And we all should live that way. And we'll be a lot more humble and we can grow better as opposed to getting tight because you think you should have known already. Based on what? You only can know what you're exposed to. And so this is, what, this, this is an example of this, of how hopefully we all operate. Acts 18 verse 24. Acts 18, verse 24. I'm going I'm to train. I was going to give you all these different principles of interpretation, but I have to do that another day. It's a lot of information. Uh, so Acts 18, 24. It says, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria. Look, look, an eloquent man, very, very, very good communicator, and mighty in the scriptures came to Ephesus. So he's already what? Mighty in the word, and he speaks very well. Verse 25, this man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. So this guy, for what he knew, he was thorough. Look at 26, and he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took unto... It, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. So here, they had already said how thorough he was. They heard what he said and was like, knew he had a heart. They was like, okay, there's levels to this. So here, let's pull you to the side. Like, everything you did was fine. Let's add this. Like, and, and what you said there, I, I think you might want to be aware of this also. And I guarantee you, Apollos was like, you know, I didn't know that. No one ever told me that. So, so just because we know Scripture, and more than the people around us, just because we're fervent in the things of God, there is a, a more perfect or excellent way to do things. 
And, and, and I always say this, we're not finished. There's nobody around us in this world that's finished. I mean, finished learning? There's no one that can sit around and go, well, all right, go ahead. You guys just throw out what you got at me. I'll just see if you're legit because I, I know all things. Yeah, I, I know that. Know that too. Yep, know that too. Yep, no, you might want to tweak that. No, no. No. We're all evolving and growing. But the thing is, some of us haven't even really got on the, the radar because we're running from learning. And I know some of us running from learning because uh, uh, Uncle Jimmy said I was stupid. Some of us are running from learning because our early years of education, we were playing too much. You know what I mean by playing too much. Some of us was players <laughs> playing. Some of us was, you know, pimps, hustlers, or whatever. But, but it doesn't mean that we're not intelligent. It's just that some of the basic fundamentals we skipped. Some of us skipped I before E except after C, sometimes Y and W. So when I said it the other day, it's like, what is this fool talking about? Because it wasn't important. Some of us was athletes. Athletes like, okay, well, how, what do I need to do to pass? Because I just want to play ball. Like, I'm not really thinking about this. But now, but, but life was always coming. Life was always coming. Whether you're an athlete, whether you're a hustler, whatever, life was always coming. And life needs us to be focused, for us to be, have good processors, operating clarity. So, so whether you did it now or not, you got to focus. Learn what you didn't know. Stop trying to get around it. Some of y'all going to be um, at the same position at your job for 35 years because you're scared of the responsibility of elevating. Because somebody's going to ask you questions. Somebody's going to expect you to know stuff. Some of y'all running for ministry for that reason. As soon as we start, so, hey, I know some of y'all read that training track information. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to write something. Holy Spirit will take care of that. I got assignments. Oh, man. They're going to expect me to know stuff, Pastor Mal. Oh, what do you mean that? Oh, so I should have been paying attention when you taught that? It was inspiring that day, but I wasn't paying attention. Yes. And it's in you. I'm trying to tell you what's in you, but don't, don't, I don't care what age you are. Because this is the thing. I learned this from a 16-year-old. Don't watch Tom, let Tom watch you. And, and he was locked up, and he was just trying to get out. And then we did something called morning focus. He started learning stuff, and then he, he really wanted to play basketball. So I, so I, gave, him, I gave him some stuff he could do in a cell to help him to jump and to get stronger and stuff like that. And then I gave him scriptures to read every day. So we come up morning focus. I said, so, so they will always start off with what they learn. He, said, well, he says, well, Mr. Bradley, I learned don't watch time, let time watch you. I said, explain. He says, well, when I came in here, I just wanted to get out. I just wanted to get where I was going. 
So I kept looking at the clock, and it seemed like it was never moving. He says, but ever since you give me that, gave me this stuff, man, I look up, and time is flying. So I realized, don't watch time. Let time watch you. I'm saying that for every age because sometimes when you're older, you're just watching time. You could be doing something with no pressure. You know, when you're older, there's no pressure. Like, like who would, would you, some, you don't get no punishment? If you get bad grades? Oh, they ain't going to buy you the iPhone? You're buying your own stuff. So you actually can use this time instead of watching all these shows, watching other people's life, do something where people will watch your life. And it starts with the word. You'll accelerate your, your, your elevation and what you purpose to do when you start getting in the word. And you don't have to spend every day hiding, hoping nobody discover what you don't know. That's what we do. You know that, right? I mean, some people are in, in high-level positions to be doing that. High level is a relative. I know what I'm saying. But you know what I mean. You want to be like, oh, God, I wanted the position. That person right there that's always trying to pump themselves up and making sure you know everything they know, they know this. How you know they know it? Because they're making sure everybody in the building know what they know. That don't mean they, they, listen, you have more in you than they could possibly imagine. Because all this time you're hiding, you actually was developing other parts of your life. So now just add that other piece. Add the word, add reading. Like, read every day, please. Like, why not? What else do you got? It don't take that long now. Stop it. Stop it. It don't take that long. Use that half hour you're using to sit on your bed and figure out what you're going to do for the day. Use that read. How about that? Because <laughs> we all do it, right? Or aimlessly run back and forth around the house like, oh, what was I supposed to be doing? Reading. That's what you're supposed to be doing. How about that? Like, use that time. Forgive me for the edge in communicating that, but come on, y'all. Like, 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 I don't want nobody to miss out. That's what it's all about. Like, I really do love y'all. Like, really, I don't want nobody to miss out. And I'm good. Keep blowing up, getting promotions, getting homes, doing all the stuff you're doing. We're good. That's what thrills us. We're not going to be envious and hate, this, that, and other. I mean, there's so many people doing a lot of things, you know, around the country. Just found out, young man, I knew him way back then. I, I would I'd tell a story about him, but he just got hired at Notre Dame as the head coach. I'm happy for him. It's not bothering. It doesn't bother. I called him. I text him, celebrate him, this, that, and the other. Like, because that's a wonderful thing. Like, like you understand what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I think we, we it, was, it seemed like everybody the same day was getting all these jobs and promotions. Another guy got an AD position. Another guy that, I was like, Wow. That's, we, please, keep doing that. But listen, don't do it without God. It'll be temporary. I don't care what level you're at right now. Hey, how many people had, was at a job, was around a boss that was phenomenal, blowing up all types of stuff, and he lost his job? You said, and, and, like, you ain't think about it at the time. You just think about, yeah, I was getting, he's getting on my nerves anyway. That's what you're thinking about. But let's, let's look at the reality is he was at a level people would dream to be at. And he lost his job. 
It can happen to anybody. Okay. How many people you know made multi, multi, multi millions and you don't even know where they're at now? It can happen to anybody. But it doesn't happen to people that's foundation is Christ and his word. Don't take that stuff for granted. And see, God keeps moving you up. And, and those that moved up from the word, don't stop the word when you get there. That's what God is doing. Like, he's like, oh, no, I can trust you at that level. Somebody squeeze you, word coming out. When you get under pressure, word coming out. You're not ashamed of the gospel. For you know it's the power of God under salvation. As opposed to hiding it. Right? Just, 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 just think about that as we, we talk about this because if we don't divide this thing right, if we don't really dissect it and, and make it clear, we're going to cost our lives and the lives that got sent to be around us. So we can't stay on the shelf. All right? 